It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap ball. Hand off Jacob. Has the first down of the big hole. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown Raiders. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered and brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Shotgun snap to Stidham. Lobs near corner for Adams. Makes the grab in the corner. Touchdown Raiders. An absolutely perfect pass. And Adams dragged his feet in the back left corner. And now, filling in for JT today is Harry Ruiz. We're back at it again, Raider Nation. Always a pleasure being here covering for my man JT the Brick. It's Harry Ruiz with Bobby Machado, our fantastic producer here in the controls. we got a great show lined up for you here today on Thursday, February 15th, on the aftermath of Valentine's Day. Yesterday it was awesome hearing a lot of stories from brothers and sisters from the Raider Nation telling me why they fell in love with the Raiders. Apropos with Valentine's Day going down, now it's time to keep that weight going. It's going to be six months until we have the Raiders back on the gridiron playing preseason games, which I know a lot of y'all don't like watching preseason action, but for me it's seeing 90 guys out there on the field donning the silver and black and fighting for an opportunity to earn their spots. And there's going to be spots that are going to be uh, in dispute for new competition. What that quarterback situation, that's going to be the biggest one so far. And of course, we're going to have those deadlines with seeing what goes down in the combine. See if somebody fills those eyes of head coach Antonio Pierce and general manager Tom Telesco, the team's front office, and see if they end up jumping in the draft or if they stay put in number 13 and figure out if they end up being in a J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, Michael Penix situation in one of those guys or if they end up jumping in those top three spots, which it's going to be difficult. I mean, is Chicago going to get out of number one and what is it going to take? You know that Washington and New England, they are starving for a new quarterback, and there's three guys right there in the top three in Drake May and Caleb Williams in Daniels that they are labeled as the top three quarterbacks, and there's the need for that situation. You look over at Kansas City, they had Patrick Mahomes, and they only scored one touchdown in regulation, and they still won the Super Bowl. They got a complete team, and their defense ended up bailing them out from that situation, leaving them in a premier spot. And heck, that extra point by San Francisco, that missed extra point by San Francisco, that ended up being the difference in this game. If they had scored it, you never know. It might not have gone to overtime this game. This would have been a Super Bowl that just like 56 out of the 57 previous ones ended in regulation. They just needed four quarters to determine the champion. That wasn't the case out here in Las Vegas. So we'll be talking, of course, football. But also, I want to hear from you, Raider Nation. What do you do in these six months that we're waiting for uh, that moment to see the Raiders back on the football field. Of course, six months, and I'm talking about preseason action. And I'm six months away from my birthday, August 15th, and it's usually that weekend when the Raiders are playing their first preseason game because I've been busy in those uh, those birthday weekends. So let me know. What do you do, Raider Nation, to mitigate that weight and just stay calm before football season is back? Because when it's here... 
It's just constant news, constant information, constant inquiries from the fans and everything that ends up going down with your football team. Of course, we talk to the Raider Nation because this is Raider Nation Radio, the home of the silver and black. But there's football fans all over the world that don't root for the Raiders as well as we don't root for their team. So I want to hear from you. What do you do to help with that weight? Before I tell you guys what I do, I want to hear from, also, we got a couple of special guests lined up for today. First, we're going to hear an hour number one from Brogan Roback, who is a former uh, professional quarterback. And he, of course, he was featured on Hard Knocks with the Cleveland Browns a couple of years back. He is one of the co-hosts of the Rush podcast with Max Crosby, and they got a big episode dropping tomorrow with Antonio Pierce, which is very, very interesting. And I'm very ready for that premiere because you know that Max Crosby was one of the top guys that raised his hand and said that he wanted Antonio Pierce to stay as the Raiders head coach. And you know that his voice is heard not only in that building, but outside the doors of that building over at Raiders Way down in Henderson, Nevada, the Intermountain Health Performance Center, because he's the first guy in, last guy out. Right now he's recovering from a pair of surgeries and he's still putting the work in. And last season, midway through the season, he premiered this podcast, which is a breath of fresh air when you talk about players expressing their voice and talking the way that they want to talk about. And I remember watching the first couple of episodes of that podcast and I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's Max and his boys talking shop, talking football. And it's different when you talk to a media member than when you talk to your boys, when you talk with the guys that you went to college with. Brogan was a quarterback at Eastern Michigan when Max was playing college out there. So they know each other very well and this past weekend they had a live podcast they had i've seen photos of them uh interviewing dana white the president of ufc the johnny manzel of course the antonio pierce episode that is going to drop soon they had uh taylor lewan uh, from busting with the boys on as well will compton uh so they got a lot of content recorded this past week and high quality content so i invite you guys to check them out on youtube they do a fantastic job and brogan's going to join us here in hour number one to talk about uh, what went down for their crew this past weekend out here in Las Vegas. Not weekend, the whole week. They were doing a fantastic job. And also in hour number two, I'm going to be very happy to be able to talk to Alvaro Martin, legendary NFL and NBA broadcaster in Espanol uh, for over two decades, he was out with ESPN Deportes calling the biggest games, Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football, Super Bowls. He was doing it all with e, with the worldwide leader in sports in Espanol. And now he's also uh, the Spanish play-by-play announcer for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he has his own channel, Ritmo NFL, which he was out here in Las Vegas uh, getting content for. Uh, I got an opportunity to talk with him a week ago over at Radio Row. And now he's going to be jumping on the airwaves, uh, airwaves here on Raider Nation Radio on the JT The Brick Show to talk about his experience with the Super Bowl because he has been to over 20 Super Bowls. He has been traveling all over the country uh, and experiencing the Super Bowl in different ways. Like if you go to L.A., you know you're going to be landing at LAX or at Burbank. And just to get to from point A to point B, it's a hassle. It doesn't matter where you are in L.A. A couple of years ago, that's where the Super Bowl was at. And 
they were busing people from one point to the other, and traffic, you know, was stopping them left and right. Even if you had an escort taking you through the 101, it's still going to take you a while to move from one point to the other. Here, I know he was staying at the Luxor. The convention center was at the Mandalay Bay. It was just a walk. If you wanted to, you could even take the tram from the Luxor to the Mandalay Bay. If not, you can walk through the shops and get from one point to the other just a 10, 15-minute walk away, and you're good. So that's one of the beauties of our city. But I know that this city offered way more than just short distances between one point and the other. And also the stadium, which was just a walk from the uh, hotel district over the Hacienda Bridge, and you were getting there to Allegiant Stadium. So those are our two guests today, Brogan Roback, former professional quarterback, former college uh, quarterback, and now the co-host of The Rush that features Mad Max Crosby, and also Alvaro Martin, legendary NFL and NBA broadcaster. So Raider Nation, 702-365-9200. The phone lines are open for the next five minutes. I want to hear from you. What do you do to cope with this weight? It's half a year that we got to do. And me personally, I know, fortunately, because of my job, I have the opportunity to go and cover all of those um, events that are open to the media by the Raiders, OTAs, training camp. Uh, I know some season ticket holders, they get one or two opportunities to go out to training camp and be in that blazing Las Vegas heat under a canopy waiting for watching the players practice and then waiting at the end of practice to see if they get lucky enough to get an autograph, to get a picture with a player. That's all cool. I get to work those events and I can go any day that I have availability within all my other jobs, including this one, where at times I come in and cover for JT and I can't go out to practices so it's pretty cool but at the same time it's like you have to wait from right now february this week is the first one without football since uh early august when the pro when the pro football hall of fame game went down so what do you do do you watch other teams do you stop watching football when the raiders end up finishing their regular season because that's usually what i do i don't like watching a lot of football if it doesn't have raiders involved in it i don't gamble I don't play fantasy football, so there's no stakes in it for me to be watching a game and being interested in it. When I used to play fantasy football, of course I was watching not only the Raiders, but I was watching any game that my players were involved in it. So I had a little bit more interest. If not, I'm just watching the Raiders. That's it. And I know there's Raider Nation that's the same way and that they'll be tuning into the radio if they win. If they lose, they will stay tuned out, but just waiting for the next game. Me, on the other hand, I love baseball. I know my man Bobby, our producer over here, does as well. He watches a lot of Red Sox baseball. It's great for you. They play out there at 7 o'clock in the Eastern time zone, so that's 4 o'clock for you, and you're not blacked out most of the time. Uh, unlike the Dodgers, that we got to be looking for a website that streams the games uh, because we get blacked out because we're so close to L.A. Hopefully that changes now when the athletics move into town because it's ridiculous, all those MLB TV guidelines that they got going on. But actually, my buddy Jared, well, yeah, not not only the Dodgers, six teams. What is it? Dodgers, Angels, Padres, Athletics, Giants, D-backs. Did I miss anyone? Nope, that's them. Or maybe... Did the Cubs get blacked out of here too? No, 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 no. It's just it's just the uh, states that border Nevada. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that can't be happening out here. When well, tell me about it. you got thirty freaking teams and then you're blacked out for twenty percent of them. What's the point of buying it? And you don't even have MOB in town. 
How does that happen? That's that's I, ridiculous. I, I, I know why. Because you have like L.A. and Phoenix and whatnot claim Las Vegas as part of their market. And then up north, San Francisco and Oakland claim Reno as part of their market. They don't realize that Nevada is a really big state. And that's how that ends up working out. So we end up getting screwed out of six teams. Yeah, I don't like that at all. But, I mean, fortunately, we're in 2024. And nowadays, if you want to watch something, you'll figure out a way online. And it's not like in the past where you had the cable boxes and you had to uh, pay somebody to help you hook up with the pay-per-views and all that kind of just, stuff, just, right? Get, just get the little piece of metal and slide it in the back and wiggle it a bit. That'll click it in. Right. So For those of you that have old school cable boxes still. If you want to figure it out, you figure it out. And of I course. always find a way to watch Dodger baseball. My, my neighbors definitely won't like it when the Dodgers are playing the out there in South Korea at 3 in the morning and I'm going crazy over a Shohei Otani And you're actually going to get up and watch it right oh absolutely i did it what was it 2016 that we had our opening day also out there in asia or no in australia i think and i woke you, up early you, 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 you do know there's this new invention called the dvr where you can like record it and then watch it afterwards i also know there's this thing called your phone where you get alerts with uh results and everything or i don't want to get anything spoiled i'll wake up and i'll live it turn in, the phone off in real time and I, actually, I know that's i know that's an extraordinary thought and in this year, but turn the phone off. I don't want anything, any possibility turn of something the getting phone spoiled. Off. Our guy Jared, he walked by. I was waiting outside while our friends at the morning tailgate were recording a segment after their show today. Jared asked me, "It's like, hey, did a Dodger spit you out, or what happened today?" Because I'm actually wearing my brand new Shohei Otani jersey today. Uh, shout out to my buddy Gabriel from LA who hooked it up. My girlfriend got me a new pair of Jordans that are Dodger colored themed as well. So I'm um, shout out to her. Uh, I, I'm all decked out in Dodger blue because that's what helps me. With that weight. And unlike football, where we only get 20 games a year, including the preseason, baseball, we get 162 opportunities to watch our team on the field. And it's pretty much every single day of the week or if... There's a, a pause right there on a Wednesday. We'll get uh, six days a week, our, our team. So that's what helps me big time, Bobby, that I love my Dodgers. I love my Raiders and the Dodgers from February next Thursday. They're going to be playing their first spring tra training game, and I'll be watching until mid-October, hopefully late October. That's what helps me just, like, get through this pause of no football. You know, kids, I really wish we really had a webcam in here. I know they're working on it. We're going to get it sometime in the next century. But I really wish they had a webcam in this room so you could actually take a look at this kid. Dodger hat, Dodger shirt, Dodger blue, Dodger blue, Dodger blue, Dodger jacket. I got five bucks because this kid's wearing Dodger underoos. I'm not. So you just lost five bucks right uh -huh, there, Bobby. Yeah, a lot. Uh-huh. Do I? I uh-huh. I got a buck this do I have to show them to you so you no, can believe me? I don't no, know. I'm good. Nobody wants to see those. Nobody wants to see those. But that's the thing. It's like for I, me. They're there, dude. They're there. For me, it's like I promise a, you. watching another team that gets that Little passion. pictures of Superman wearing Dodger gear and whatnot. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's exactly what it is. Don't let him fool you. No, the Dodgers get that passion out of me. And if, even though it, it's just mostly through TV, because in the past, I used to be a Dodger season ticket holder. And here's the thing. I used to be the last row at Dodger Stadium, top deck, section five, row O, seat four. I used to pay $5 a ticket for 81 games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, I used to scalp. I was like, oh, that's good. I, I used to scalp Red Sox tickets out in back of the uh, in back of the monster. You could get a ticket for five bucks for the bleachers anytime. Exactly. This now, was a long time ago. Nowadays, and I'm talking about 2000. 
12. Yeah, I'm like about 1992, 3. That was 12 years ago. That You could have paid a season ticket, 5 bucks, and get into every single game at Dodger Stadium mm-hmm. per game, 5 bucks. Now those seats are going for like 50 bucks, 60 bucks a game for season ticket holders. Dude, Multi- the parking is 50 or 60 bucks. Never mind the ticket. Multiply that times 81, and that's a lot of money right there. So mm. I'm like, you know well, what? You, hey, you got to pay that Otani contract. <laughs> Mookie, I, Mookie Betts isn't going to sit around waiting for food stamps, pal. Now I'll go to one, two, or three games tops a year because I'm like, hey, you know what? That's Well, you also have about six hours travel in each direction. And you got to get your hotel room. You got to get your food out there. So that's why I'm happy that we're going to get baseball out here in Southern Nevada. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'll be able to watch the Dodgers. Don't tap your kegs before they're tapped, all right? No, we're but I'm not saying, quite there yet. I won't have to, right? We just got to wait all, until they're actually here. That's something we should do tomorrow, man. We should really talk about that Oakland A's moving to Vegas thing. We should get a couple of guests and do that. Let's Because we it. never do it with JT. <laughs> and we're both baseball fans. So, I mean, I think it would be kind of interesting. We should look into that. Let's look into that, Bobby. That's why you're the man with the plan. Let's go to a quick break, Raider Nation, because after it, we got Brogan Roback from the Rush Podcast joining us here today. After today's show, it's going to be a fantastic time to crack open a Modelo, an official beer of Allegiant Stadium and an official cerveza of the Raiders. Modelo, brewed for full-time fans. Modelo, a proud partner of the JT The Brick Show. Time for a quick break. We'll be right back with Brogan Roback from the Rush Podcast. Back to the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. This dude's going to be the greatest Raider of all time. I put my job on the line for this dude to play. We are the number one show in Vegas. It ain't Usher. Man, we got to knock off the team over here. We got to knock off the head of the snake. 15. Hate the color red. Like, we, we saw red, we hate red. And I told him there's a difference between dislike and hatred. There's a hatred for the Chiefs. Man, I heard that tease and I saw the video on social media this morning when it was released. And I got chills listening to Antonio Pierce talking with the crew of The Rush, uh, including Mad Max Crosby, Dustin Creel, Darian Terrell, and our guest at this time, Brogan Roback, former pro and college quarterback, now co-host of The Rush. Brogan, what a crazy week it was for you guys. I can only imagine seeing all those photos, everything that y'all posted on social media, and now we're going to get the second episode of what you guys filmed. How was this week for you guys, Brogan, and welcome to Raider Nation Radio. First and foremost, Harry, I appreciate you, man. It's awesome being on here with you. Um, you do a heck of a job. So and the moment you said hop on, there's no doubt about it. Uh, but, yeah, to your point, it was a crazy, crazy week. I'm finally catching up on some sleep and uh, feel, feel about normal. Uh, but, no, man, it was awesome. We're very, very grateful for this last week. So many great people that we came across. Um, I think the biggest shout-out should go to the city of Las Vegas because that place was rocking. Uh, everybody that volunteered, the staff, anyone that took care of everybody there uh, deserves a huge shout-out. And I think there's a real, there's going there's gonna to be a lot of Super Bowl 10 to Viva Las Vegas here in the future. So it was an awesome week, man. And AP, I think that might, we, you know, we met with Dana White. We met with a lot of very big names out there. Um, but I think AP might have stole the week. 
He, his energy and all that really, really was awesome to be around. And you can see why everybody in that building wanted to hold on to that guy really tightly. Oh, absolutely. And you guys, you guys were the talk of the town when that episode uh, released about Max talking of him wanting uh, AP to continue as the head coach. It went viral. All the NFL insiders were talking about it. How cool has this experience been of you guys creating this podcast? And a lot of the episode, all of episodes, you guys are, are all virtually. A couple of them, it was you and Max in person out here in Vegas with Dustin and Darian out in their their places. But how cool has this experience been so far for you guys being able, your boys being able to get this pod together? Yeah, man, it's it's been a movie. I think that's the best way for me to put it. It's uh, This has been something Max and I have talked about for years. Um, I, I told him that I think he'd be great at doing it. And, and then, you know, closer to this season, I kind of re-brought it up to him and just said, hey, man, I think people would really, really love your perspective after games. You know, there's a lot of NBA guys, Draymond uh, Green, to be, uh, for example, who does it. And I said, I just think it'd be really cool, not a lot of now you started to see this year more people popping up and doing so. And uh, Max is just an interesting cat, man. He's, he loves the game. Uh, he loves people. Um, he wears his heart on his sleeve. So I think giving people that inside scope of, of that was, was vital. And uh, as soon as he was game and on board for it, um, yeah, and it's been all gas, no breaks since then. And uh, really awesome, man. i just very happy for Max. Um, he's like I say, he's a great person. So he, he he balls on the field, and it's awesome to see him balling off the field as well. So very grateful to be doing this alongside of him, um, and kind of just Raider Nation pulling us all in and adopting us, so to speak. You know, so uh, very cool. Um, the, it's just been a long time coming, like I said, and, and being able to show the people the end season, uh, which it, we which was virtual. You hit on, and uh, and then now being in the off season where we're starting to bring on more guests. You know, a lot of football legends, going to be Raider legends, and then expanding that and just hitting a lot of successful people and just listening to them and what makes them tick is uh, just kind of just what we're trying to get across, you know, just getting everybody something interesting to listen to. Um, but, man, it's been a dream come true. It truly has been. Uh, football is very close to me, obviously playing, you know, for a cup of tea in the NFL two years, and then uh, it's been my whole life. So being able to talk ball, uh, is is awesome, and then do, being able to do it the best in the business with Max. That's that's my brother. So I love him to death, and being able to do that, and and watching him enjoy it is you know pretty not. I wouldn't say as much as being on the field and sacking quarterbacks, but uh, enjoying it pretty darn close to that has been really awesome to see. And just building something with your brothers, man. There's nothing better than that. So very grateful, and yeah, man. It's just been absolutely awesome. Brogan Roback is our guest, former pro and college quarterback. He is one of the co-hosts of The Rush with Mad Max Crosby, who needs no introduction. Dustin Creel, who used to be a wide receiver with you guys in Eastern Michigan. And Darian Terrell, who used to be an offensive lineman also at Eastern Michigan. I've spoken with former players, and a lot of them say that what they miss the most about being in the sport is the camaraderie, being in the locker room, all of that stuff that goes down when there's no cameras on and you guys can be yourselves. That's how it feels like that you guys are when you're talking on the pod, right? Hey, man, you hit it right on the head, Harry. I think that's the biggest thing that we wanted to get across, right? We don't want to be some, we don't want to be corny or be putting on some sort of front. Uh, I think Max said it best, and you'll be able to hear that in this next episode with AP. A lot of people have fronts. You know, they put these fronts on nowadays, and that's one thing AP does very well. There's no front. What you see is what you get. 
You know, it's very black and white, and I think that's what we wanted to do with this podcast. We want to show people uh, Max's true, authentic self. Um, obviously, we want to show our true, authentic self, but really this is just a great way to spotlight Max in the season and then grow something, like I said, together. And that was a big point is let's talk normal. I think you can gather that from uh, the guy who does it best in the business right now, Pat McAfee. Those guys talk. Uh, Paul, they do it, you know, they talk like they would do in the locker room. They argue like they would, and um, there's no hiding or putting out a front. So that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to give some, give it to people the way that they want to listen to it and not something that seems scripted, because I can promise you, Harry, it is not scripted. Uh, we do a, you know, we, we prepare beforehand. Um, but other than that, man, it's just real authentic, and I think it's cool to see a guy like Max, one of the, in my opinion, the best rusher in the NFL, should be defensive player of the year, but that's a different story. And um, just seeing him be able to talk with his boys, his friends, let his let his hair down, so to speak, even though he doesn't have much of that anymore these days. But, uh, you know, it's, I think it's really cool for people to just see Max without his helmet and kind of humanize him. And, uh, you know, I hope we hope to God everyone just loves the content we're pushing out. And, uh, yeah, man, we're, we're having a real blast doing it. Oh, yeah, and I enjoy when you guys got the dog of the day, the big sack, all the segments that you guys create. It's very, very entertaining. Talk to me about this past week. Who can folks expect to see uh, in future episodes of the podcast? Because I've seen some pictures online, and I know that the, you guys got a lot of content out here in Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. And we uh, Obviously, we started the week off strong. We did a little busting with the boys who are uh, two former NFL guys, Will Compton, Taylor Wan. Um, they're probably the hottest guys over at uh, on Boston or over at Barstool right now when it comes to podcasts. Um, that's no discredit to you know Big Cat and all the great people there, um, but they're doing a great great job. Uh, so we started the week off hot with those boys, and uh, man, we learned a lot. You know, they started just like we did a few years ago, and getting to pick their brain, and then them coming on the show and blessing us with uh, you know a great conversation was huge get the momentum rolling on the week. And then uh, we actually, and then the next day we started up with Dana White over there at the UFC headquarters, um, who's a very close friend with Max. Um, and obviously Max and ourselves being big fight fans, that was uh, really cool just to be able to sit down with Dana. And, man, he talked about a normal guy and just an absolute guy's guy. Dana is that. So just an awesome guy. And then we ran, <laughs> literally ran, jumped in the car, and headed on over to Flankers. Um, very grateful for Flankers hosting our live show, which is where we had Antonio Pierce come on and uh, got to talk with him and had a great crowd in there. Raider Nation was very strong, um, and they got to ask Coach and Max a, a lot of great questions as well. So that was very cool. Um, and then, you know, we had Baldy, Brian Baldinger, who actually nicknamed Max Crosby the Condor originally. He came up with the Condor nickname. Uh, we had him on. Uh, he's very, man, talk about a guy who loves breaking down film. He's like a John Gruden type guy where he just loves watching film no matter what. Um, and then we, uh, we obviously did one ourselves together just so everybody out there can get a little bit more of a feel on, you know, our type of friendship and the dynamic behind it. So a lot of jokes and a lot of good memories on that. And then uh, we topped the week off with the one and only Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel. So, uh, it's going to be a lot of five, six episodes right there this week that are going to be very, very good. Um, I think it's going to be great for people to tune in and just, like I said, start building this, this uh, podcast and the fan base organically. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. And we got a lot more stuff cooking up here in the off season. Uh, I can't hit on yet. Don't want to spoil anything, but there's going to be a lot of uh, 
more big time Vegas people, and then there's going to be a lot of other guests on there um, that we're very grateful that are that want to be on the show and uh, giving us the opportunity and the platform to be able to do so. We're talking with Brogan Roback, former pro and college quarterback, and also the co-host of the Rush podcast with Max Crosby. I actually had a drive from Friday through Saturday from Houston to Vegas. That's like 22, 23 hours. And while my girlfriend was asleep, I was listening to you guys. I I listened to a couple of episodes that I saved on my phone, and it's very, very entertaining. And like I said, I love listening to guys talk shop and guys that know, guys that have been there, done that, and that's the crew over at The Rush. Of course, Max, Brogan, Dustin Creel, and Darian Terrell. Shout out to the crew. Now i got to ask you, Brogan, in the episode where you guys were with Taylor and with our guy, Will Compton, you guys had this story about you you going to Starbucks. What happened there, man? Oh, man. So, long story short, I feel terrible. I feel like I need to say that out front because how I explained it in the episode sounded like I was pretty pumped up on what happened. Uh, That is not true. I was not pumped up about what happened. Just trying to make the best out of a bad situation, right? So, um, but, yeah, man, uh, Max let Darian know he's the only one who was able to drive. Um, which is fair. I'm big bro to Max. We're all big brother to Max, but Darian's pretty much big brother to us, right? So Darian held the keys to the car, and we were walking out. You know, it's kind of like when you come home. Your mom says you can't do something. Your dad says, hey, don't do that. You normally, the kids, what do they do? They go and do it, right? So uh, I told Darian, get lost. I'm going to drive the car up to Starbucks. So he gives me the keys to the car. Everything was going very great, and it was raining, which is crazy. It doesn't rain much out there in Vegas, but it happened to rain for the first few days, and uh, I was wiping the inside of Max's car after getting the order because it was raining inside of his nice vehicle, and uh, as I'm wiping, I get to move forward in the line up in the Starbucks uh, drive through very tight quarters, by the way, and uh, scrape the rim right down the curb. And, uh, yeah, man, tried to hop out, tried wiping it off. That didn't work out very well. Contemplated using a Sharpie, even though that wasn't going to work. Um, but, nonetheless, uh, had to run home and then right immediately walked in the door and just gave Max a hug, and he kind of just looked at me like, what'd you do? And then I, you know, that's where we broke the news to him. And, uh, you know, we're brothers, right? I, I offered, you know, whatever I need to pay for it, I'll do it. But Max is such an awesome guy. I mean, seriously, the guy wears his heart on his sleeve. That's the best part I love about Max. I think that's what people are starting to understand. He's got the biggest heart in the world on top of being one of the best players in the world. And, uh, yeah, man, scraped it up. It was a tough one. We're going to learn from it. You know, I think I've apologized 45 times maybe to him. But, uh, uh, you know, that's why we're brothers, thankfully. And, uh, you know, I think after a while he'll, he'll get over it if he hasn't already. But, yeah, man, it was a terrible, terrible mistake. Uh, but, you know, hey, we'll learn from it. And uh, I don't think I'll be driving any of his, uh, his cars <laughs> soon, but that's all right. <laughs> hey, y'all want to hear what kind of car it is? Head over to the Rush podcast on YouTube and listen to that episode, which already has tons of views. And you guys are doing a fantastic job. Tell the folks where they can follow you personally uh, and also the crew over on social media and on YouTube. Absolutely. I, so if you want to follow The Rush on Instagram, it's just going to be at The Rush Pod on Instagram. And then over on uh, on YouTube, it should be at The Rush. It should, might still be with Max Crosby. but And then myself, it's Brogues, B-R-O-G-S, 11 for my personal. And uh, you guys already know what it is for Max Crosby's tags. So 
we nonetheless we appreciate you guys coming over like subscribe share steal your mother's phone your brother's phone whatever you have to do subscribe we appreciate it and come be a part of the uh come be a part of the condor uh fan base we, we appreciate it very much so the condor cartel they also got very cool merch out there so check them out they're almost at twenty five thousand subscribers in just a couple of months that's amazing congratulations and it's awesome having you here brogan the first time hopefully not the last time my brother Amen, Harry. Let me know, and I'd love to be on it. Like I said, you're the best in the business, brother. I appreciate you having us on and showing love to the Rush crew. Absolutely. There he goes, Brogan Roback. Thank you so much for joining us today. That podcast, man, it helped me out with that drive out there from Houston to Vegas. Usually I watch it as soon as possible, but knowing that I was going to have to drive for 11, 12 hours splitting that drive with my girlfriend, I was like, you know what? I'm going to bank a couple of these episodes and start driving while I'm listening to them because it's always great. There's people that love listening to music while they're driving, like my girlfriend, and there's people that love listening to other people talk while they're driving and that's me so we were splitting that drive one was sleeping the other one was doing their thing and the rush with max crosby midway through the season he came out with it and i was like hey man that's pretty cool and he it's different like i said talking to a media member in your locker room after a hard practice than being at home and having a mic and talking with your boys you're going to get a lot more content right there from players and we've seen pat mcafee who we have right now here on the tv in the studio of Raider Nation Radio he's done he's made millions and millions of dollars now having his deal with ESPN and now the boys over at the Rush podcast with Max Crosby they're doing their thing and we are enjoying it let's go to a quick break Raider Nation man I'm starting to get hungry up in here so after the show I'm gonna head over to Grimaldi's Pizzeria want a taste of Brooklyn right here in the heart of Las Vegas head to Grimaldi's Pizzeria where their pizzas are made with love just like they make them in Brooklyn taste the difference at Grimaldi's order at Grimaldi's Pizzeria.com both carry out and delivery that's the way to go time for a break greater nation your your calls after it Back to the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. Well, National Football League, NFL, not for long. (laughs) (laughs) So you're right. I thought we had a guy, but not for long. Hold on. So you put pen and paper, man. That's the one thing I learned. No different than us in free agency, right? Teams are recruiting you. Things are going on. Listen. Mac Johnson's pretty good. I guess he can still I think he can still dish it out a little bit. <laughs> if I'm losing the magic, I'm okay with that, right? And then at the end of the day, listen, man, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. That's fine. The good thing about that process, what you talked about, Ryan, is that we interviewed 11 candidates, all different type of coaches and different styles. Damn, what's AP doing? I wanted to gain knowledge. You got one opportunity to get this right the first time. If you're fortunate, you get it a second time. But I want to hear all the different philosophies from offensive coordinators. Yeah, I remember the last time before yesterday when I was out here hosting the JT The Brick Show, it was right after Cliff Kingsbury was reported to be in agreement with the Raiders to become the offensive coordinator for the team. And we all know where that went. 
It, he ended up going over to Washington to become the OC over with the commanders. So the deal fell through. There's reports that say that the Raiders offered him two years and he wanted three. Uh, we know that his deal with the Cardinals expires after two years. So more money would have come after those two years. But at the end of the day, Luke Getze, he's the guy that will now be controlling the Raiders offense. And I like that quote right there from AP, uh, courtesy of the folks over at the Pivot Pod. Uh, Ryan Clark being one of the main hosts over there with Crowder and Taylor. But you look at the situation, and I remember, I think it was actually on this show with JT where Antonio Pierce said, I only talk about guys who are Raiders when the situation about Cliff Kingsbury was brought up. And, of course, Cliff isn't a Raider. But here he expanded a little bit more saying, hey, not for long. That's the NFL, right? At one moment, you think you got your guy. The next moment, he ends up going somewhere else. If there's no pen of paper, if there's nothing um, committing that guy to do something, and heck, he did it with USC. Cliff Kingsbury had gone over to USC to become their offensive coordinator, and here come the Arizona Cardinals offering him the, the head coach position. And he's like, deuces, see ya. I'm heading elsewhere. I don't want to be over there. So you look at that situation, and you knew that he had done uh, Josh McDaniels like he did in the past going over and being with the Colts, and it seemed that they had a deal, and then he ended up going back to New England to be the offensive coordinator over there, uh, thinking that he could potentially be the head coach. So it happens, and now you just got to know that you don't have a guy ready and signed until you actually have him signed. and. You know that there's going to be a situation where players are going to be in agreement to deals where that tampering period kicks off before free agency officially starts where guys can put pen to paper. Uh, I mean, right off the top of my head, you look over at the NBA in a couple, well, not a couple years back. This was probably eight, nine years ago. Wasn't DeAndre Jordan supposed to sign with the Mavericks too? And he had a deal over in Dallas and then um, he ended up staying with the Clippers and like Blake Griffin and Chris Paul like ended up keeping him in his house and being like, no, you're staying and look, sign this deal. And he ended up staying. That's sports right now. You got that little tampering period, and you can have a guy under agreement, but if until it paper, a pen is put to paper, nothing becomes official. And Raider fans, Luke Getze, you look over at what he did in Chicago, and some people like what they saw with the running game, but not so much with the passing game. Justin Fields, in the time that he was with Luke Getze, uh, who are you to blame? the coach or the player because there's people that seem it seems when things go right they give props to the player when things go wrong they put the blame at the coach look at the 49ers they fired their defensive coordinator after that game against the Chiefs where he limited Kansas City to one touchdown and it came up to after a fumble on a punt that the ball ended up hitting the heel of one of the special teamers for San Francisco in the next play. The Chiefs score their only touchdown in regulation, but we know that they were able to go down the field in overtime, score the touchdown, win the game, win their fourth Super Bowl. So coaches, they're their lifetime in the NFL. You look at how short the string is where it's like, okay, uh, you see guys that, the heck, Frank Reich, Carolina, Less than half a season, and he was gone. They didn't. They let him be able to be the guy that gets Bryce Young in the draft. Should they trade up? They get the number one overall pick, and they end up being the worst team in the NFL. And that 
pick that they ended up sending to Chicago becomes a number one draft pick, and now they can pick Caleb Williams. So those are risks that you have to be either willing to take or not willing to take. And now the Raiders, they find themselves in a situation where they got their guy. They got Antonio Pierce, the guy that the locker room wanted, the guy that the Raider Nation wanted. I heard all those chants at the end of the game against the Broncos, and everybody wanted AP. My guy, Vegas Ralph, I saw him in the parking lot after AP signed autographs for fans and took pictures with the fans before the last game at home, and he had a sign, just sign AP. He wanted AP to stay, and the Raiders end up keeping Antonio Pierce. They did their due diligence and had all the interviews to be able to comply with the Rooney rule. They got external candidates in the building, and at the end of the day, Antonio Pierce was the man that they liked his plan. He had his interview be not what he did in high school, not what he did in college, but let it be in the NFL. And not a lot of people get that kind of opportunity. And heck, very few interim head coaches have success being interim head coaches. Why? Because if somebody gets fired, it's not because they're really good. It's usually because their team sucked. Because their team wasn't getting results. Because their team is at the end of the barrel. The Raiders had a 3-5 and five record. If they had won in Detroit, they would have been 4-4. Four and four. If they had won in Chicago, they would have been 4-4 four and four after Monday Night Football after losing to the Lions. That Chicago game, man, Luke Getze and the Bears made the Raiders look bad that day. With a backup quarterback, the Bears had Tyson Bajent as their starting quarterback that day. Bajent, he would just manage that game. 21 out of 29 in passes, 162 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. But the running game, Deontay Foreman had 89 yards on 16 carries. Darrington Evans, 14 carries, 48 yards. And Tyson Bajent had three carries for 24 yards. That's it. The Raiders, that day, they decided to go up with Brian Hoyer. Josh McDaniels did, and his coaching staff. It didn't go well for the Silver and Black. They ended up having it, and O'Connell come in in the final quarter to just be like, okay, let's see if we make this game a decent one. And he scored a touchdown towards the end of the game, and that's how the Raiders got to double digits. But it was a hard game to call. The Raiders just weren't able to get that offense rolling. And heck, last season, the offense wasn't able to get rolling with a couple of few exceptions. We all know that that game against the uh, Chargers, record setting, it was awesome to experience. It was awesome to be there. But look at the rest of the games after that. 20 points against the Chiefs, two were defensive touchdowns. 20 points against the Colts, they lose by three. 27 points against the Broncos, you got a couple of touchdowns in there, but you want to be able to produce more than that. Before that, of course, the shutout against the Vikings, 17 points against the Chiefs, 13 points against the Dolphins, 16 points against the Jets. Even with Antonio Pierce, we know that Bo Hardegree was the interim offensive coordinator after being the quarterback's coach for the Silver and Black. you got to be able to figure out ways that the offense is consistent, and that's the hope right now with Luke Getze, who had the top rushing offense in the NFL with the Chicago Bears, and he has weapons in Las Vegas. Samir White, I remember in training camp, I 
posted on social media, Zamir White is trucking guys out here. He's running over people. Of course, we couldn't film that portion of practice because it was part of the media rules, but we were able to post about it. We were able to talk about it. We can't show it. There are teams that are a little bit more accessible when it comes to that, like when we were out in L.A. covering the Raiders and Rams uh, practices. Yeah, we were able to record the stretching periods, the individual periods, but then during the, the part where both teams were on the field, we were able to take photos. So that was cool. Here in Vegas, it, it works a little bit different. Let's see if with Antonio Pierce that changes so we can share a little bit more content. I'll say this, from Josh McDaniels to Antonio Pierce, things changed, right? You remember seeing social media. With, with Josh McDaniels, it was very restricted what was approved to be able to post. With AP, we saw that open a little bit more, and we saw uh, the players happy with that situation with uh, some of their highlight plays in practice being able to be posted when that wasn't the case with the original coach, with the previous coach, because we know in New England they try to restrict everything as much as possible, and that's the way that they were thought. They were shown that that's how things were done, that you don't speak to. When you go to a Bill Belichick press conference, you don't get much information out of it. Bill Belichick tries to be as restricted as he does the media availability because he's uh, obligated to. It's a requirement as a head coach. You got to speak with the media a couple of times a week, but that doesn't mean you got to tell them much. Antonio Pearson, his opening press conference, we got a lot out of him. And heck, look at Super Bowl week. Media Row, he was out there. There's a new episode of the Rush podcast with Max Crosby dropping tomorrow with Antonio Pearson. We just heard Brogan Roback said that, hey, there was a lot of stuff that AP was very open about in the podcast and that he expressed himself very well. That's something that other coaches in the NFL don't do. And it doesn't have to be with X's and O's. It just has to be with being real. And that's what I'm seeing out of Antonio Pierce. And that's what I'm hoping happens this season with the Raiders where we're able to watch a little bit more, where we're able to share a little bit more with y'all. So this silver and black squad is simply doing a good job with that. And let's see, 2024, August 2024, can't get here soon enough for us, Raider Nation. And heck, when you talk about the Raider Nation, we got to send a shout out to my brothers and sisters at the Black Hole. Since 1995, they have been the foundation of the nation with over 40 chapters worldwide. If you bleed silver and black and want to connect with other diehard fans, then visit theblackhole.com and become an official member of football's most notorious fans. Let's go to a break, Raider Nation. Hour number two of the JT The Brick Show kicks off after it. <laughs> 